This is episode one of Small Business Rising. My name is Anna. And I am Marta. And today we are going to have a conversation with Becky, who will tell us how her business saved her life. Becky is here with us in the studio. Hello, Becky. Hello. And uh, if I got this correctly, you are not from Denmark. You are an international entrepreneur. You are a mom and a wife. And you are currently living in Denmark for five years mm-hmm. and working in health and wellness industry. Mm-hmm. And you are here to share your fascinating story. I'm very excited. Thank Marta, you. how about you? Yes, also very much looking forward to finding out more about you and how your business saved your life. Yes, and guys, uh, welcome to all of our new and maybe potentially some old listeners because we are having another podcast out in the open. And uh, for those of you who have no idea what it is and you just pressed play and you are seeking for some logical explanation, then maybe we'll start with introducing ourselves. Marta, what do you think? Yeah, that sounds like it could be an idea. Yeah, it could be an idea. So my name is Anna, as you know, and uh, and my co-host is Marta. And you might know us, if you know us, from a podcast radio show called You've Got Five Options. Yes, that's what we've been doing for about three years now. Mm-hmm. And this is our new baby. Yes, it's called Small Business Rising and we are giving it a go because we have a passion and apparently some very weird drive to populate the planet Earth with podcasts by us. But this podcast will be definitely focused on a small business and local community. And I will be your co-host, Anna. Uh, I am Polish, which some of you might hear listening to my a wonderful accent, which probably I will never lose. I live in Denmark for 15 years now, and my Danish skills are of a questionable matter, so that's why the podcast is in English. And uh, I have been working here for more than 10 years in different corporations. And then uh, for the past three years, I was experimenting with startups and with potentially my own business. And this is where my passion for small business actually grew uh, significantly. And uh, this podcast uh, for me personally is an extension of a dream that I have. And my dream is that we are building stronger local communities and we are supporting small business around us. And we are building the world where we have authentic connections, when we know our neighbors and we know our makers. And if we buy something from someone, we actually can say hello and uh, and know the story behind the business. And um, we also are more into creating authentic small local communities for people who need support or friends or to share an interest. I think we are living in a very crazy world where social media and internet replaced a lot of those uh, relationships. And this podcast for me is an extension of a dream where we actually go a little bit more offline, more local, and we also support our local makers. Tara, I didn't even rehearse that. That was a quite a good pitch. Quite a good pitch, yeah. <laughs> For the podcast. Uh, don't know how to follow that, uh, but I will do my best. Yeah, try with your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my name is Marta. Uh, also go recently by my two names, which is Marta Gabriela. Mm-hmm. I have decided to extend myself by extending uh, my two <laughs> names, which I have since I was born. But so far, I've been using only one of them. Mm-hmm. I have been living here in Denmark for 12 years and with together with Anna, who is my best friend all the way from high school. We've been uh, doing many different ventures, <laughs> adventures together. And now uh, I am very excited to have that podcast starting. I find it to be deeply meaningful to find a way to support small local businesses and communities. Uh, I 
just what comes to my mind is that when you support a local or small business or community, you are actually making someone dance. So every time you buy something from a small independent business person, you are making them really happy. And this kind of businesses are often, at least recently, uh, turning into being more conscious, being more sustainable. And uh, often there is a lot of heart put into the products and services. And that makes a lot of sense for me. And I'm really looking forward to growing the community around it and this podcast. I personally am a coach and conscious healing facilitator. And after 10 years in a large corporation, I have uh, quit my job and I have started my own very small business, meaning I'm the only person that works in that business. <laughs> I did <laughs> have, a, yes, I did have a intern for a while, but she has moved on. Uh, it was a great experience. So as some point we were too <laughs> still a very small business and i know how it is to make it to try mm -hmm. to make it uh, in this world and especially in 2020 which is like a crazy crazy year uh, privately i'm also a mom of three boys which i consider it which i consider to be the highest proof of being a capable person <laughs> yes. and actually Correcto. i think that no job uh, makes you grow as much as having children and so i'm also a happy wife happily married person and oh i could just continue uh, going uh, on and on but i think i'll leave it at that so that we can move on to meeting our guest. Yes, uh, so Bucky, now you know a little bit about us. And uh, just just for the record, mm -hmm. among many of our uh, ventures, me and Marta also had once a breakdance group. Wow. Yes, we had no idea about breakdancing. <laughs> so we were basically pranking some teenagers that we know how to breakdance and they actually believed us. So that's how convincing we are. Uh, no skills and, uh, and yeah, and we wow. had a kind of a local success, if I might call it like this. And this is actually quite nice smooth transition into who is this podcast for and what it is all about because um, I think we all notice that there is a lot of entrepreneurships uh, and entrepreneur small businesses out there and I think we all see this advertisements on Facebook or wherever you know become an influencer uh, make uh, thousands or millions from uh, working only three hours and uh, whatever Uh, this is not a podcast for people who are looking for recipes to become a fast millionaire influencer or uh, just to sell something online and make a lot of money. This is a podcast for people who want to create uh, sustainable, valuable small businesses that they are not necessarily having, you know, Uh, fame and fortune in their heart, although that's always a nice add-on, but they either had a mission or passion or they simply want to do something for the better for people around them. So that's one indication for you guys. Uh, this will not be one of those podcasts like five ways to get a best-selling author on Amazon with a book that you don't even have. So sorry, uh, you can now turn it off. <laughs> um, but this is basically for everyone who has the same dream who wants to live in that world mm. where we have uh, great local communities that are strong and small businesses supporting each other. Uh, is it only for people in Denmark? I don't think so. I think that we will be talking about very universal topics. I think there will be something about specifically Danish uh, or local uh, communities. But I think anyone in the world who's listening can just take it as a, a, a curious fact or inspiration for creating something very similar in their lo uh, local community. And uh, last but not least, the longer shows, this will be the 60-minute show, are going to be interviews with entrepreneurs, with local community builders, with experts and consultants. And then we will also have 30-minute shows uh, that will uh, treat one topic harshly and brutally. Okay, 
Uh, we will just go into details into one topic, uh, for instance, branding for small business or how to build a local community. Or I actually had an idea, Marta, when you were talking about uh, a program and I forgot it. And if I will remember it, then we will come back to it. So, guys, I hope that we managed to uh, ignite your interest. And if not, please give uh, a chance to Becky because she might be way better than me and Marta. Because Becky will talk about uh, her journey and how her business saved her life. And I think it's actually quite a provocative, but also fascinating topic. Uh, So, Becky, hello again. (laughs) You were here all this time. Did you have fun listening to us? I did. Thank you. That was uh, very informative. Okay. I hope it was also at least slightly entertaining. Also very entertaining. Yes. As you can hear, Becky has a proper British accent, not like us. So it will be a nice refreshment for your ears. Uh, (laughs) Becky, what do you think about the idea behind this podcast? Uh, What uh, Uh, does it ring your bell? It does. I mean, that's why I'm here, because uh, I think it's great that you're giving people like me the opportunity to speak about what it is that um, what we're trying to do. Um, how we're trying to help um, and yeah giving us this this platform so uh, I think it's great okay so we got an approval stamp from Becky I think <laughs> I think we got our first listener yeah. you will at least listen well, to this I episode will. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you will, you will want to hear yourself okay Becky but I guess we will start from the very beginning maybe not from the day when you were born mm. but I don't uh, remember that day so yeah, yeah none of us does long it's time ago very suspicious to be honest <laughs> but uh, there is a question that uh, one of the uh, podcast hosts on the podcast that I listen to asked their guests at the beginning and I will try with that that question today because I always find the answer quite uh, indicating for the future. Who did you want to be when you grew up, when you were a little kid? Um, When I was little, me and my sister used to um, paint pictures and we pretended that we owned an an art gallery and we would, uh, I know I don't even know where that came from, we would (laughs) sell our pictures Really? Yeah, yeah, to each other. I mean, it was just... You didn't uh, try to go on the market? No, 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 I didn't, no. Okay. So, yeah, high high ambitions at at that time. Okay, and uh, (laughs) did did any of the masterpieces survive? No. Oh, no, they didn't. That's a pity because, yeah. you know, maybe now you could mm. actually sell it mm. and there is a backstory to it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I'm really curious to hear what will happen next in your life because I wonder <laughs> if any of your childhood um, uh, urge to create a art gallery has anything to do with what you are doing now. Uh, but <laughs> Becky, you you are basically uh, an expat here, right? Yes. You are uh, You are from UK. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and actually... Maybe who did you wanted also to be when you were a teenager and how how did you try to go with those dreams? Um, so I, I my mom was a, a single parent and there mm-hmm. were five of us. Whoa. Um, so Okay. That's for your mom. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So my mom. Um, Absolutely, I'm still like shocked. (laughs) Warm greetings. Uh, (laughs) Um, And uh, I think because things were tough at home financially, um, I wanted to earn money. That was kind of, forget about art, uh, I was driven to to make money. Um, And uh, when I was in my late teens, um, I don't know, can, can we talk about drugs pots I mean I was a we can talk about everything okay so I, I after school I started smoking uh, weed um, cannabis and and didn't want to go down the whole um, route of, of anything so I I kind of didn't go to college for a little while um, I think I needed that break from education uh, and I needed that space to actually figure out what it was that I I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of helped me. I'm not saying go out and smoke loads of weed, but uh, get space is what I'm, I'm g- going to talk about. Yeah, I also think that weed sometimes gives space. Mental yeah. space. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard. <laughs> um, so. so I... Uh, 
yeah, I guess I then did kind of start to follow my dream again um, about uh, art. And I went and did a fashion course. Um, I, uh, to support myself, I was working in a factory Mm -hmm. um, over the weekend. So I was doing a full time job um, over the weekend, working weekend nights, making car parts um, and going to college and uni during the week. Uh, I did a textiles degree. Um, and I wanted to be a buyer because I thought there was lots of money in it. Uh, and so I specialised uh, in that. Um, and that was kind of late teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's kind of arty. But uh, I was very money orientated at that point. Um, and, yeah, I kind of... Uh, started at the bottom. Um, I worked in different areas of retail, visual merchandising, um, for Selfridges, which uh, had just um, come to Birmingham, which is where I'm from. Um, and Birmingham, yoo to the Brummies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, to try and get the the background of uh, of working um, in head office to get an understanding of customers and and what it is that they were looking for, Uh, worked on the shop floor and then I got a job in buying and moved down to to London um, and did that for 10 years, I think. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Okay. 10 years of being a a, a buyer, Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. going slowly on the corporate, I could call Mm -hmm. it ladder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, how how did you feel with that? Were you happy? I guess at the beginning you must have been. (sighs) I I think... It was it was stressful. It was always stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, always trying to strive for something that was, I guess, not really in my in my heart mm-hmm. um, that I truly believed in. Um, so, but you know, you're given money to buy things. Mm-hmm. I mean, who who wouldn't want to do that? It, that? I mean, that just sounds like the ideal job. Um, and it and it kind of was. But it also was very hard work. There's there's very little work life balance um, in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like here in Denmark um, at all. So I would work sixty hour weeks um, wow. and work evenings, weekends. It kind mm-hmm. of never stopped. Uh, so I, I ran myself into the ground, to be honest. Okay. Um, so then I think this actually. This resembles a lot of stories that I heard. Um, you know, we have this kind of a template that we need to follow, you know, mm-hmm. in order to make money and to mm-hmm. have a career, we should get a good job and mm-hmm. then climb the ladder slowly. Yeah. And I believe that at one point we just fall into motion so much that mm-hmm. we don't even recognize that something is not OK yeah. or that the life should not actually be like this. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that uh, th- this is a pattern that I, I kind of see. Marta, would you agree? Yeah, of course. I mean, this is like, you know, like a template. You first get your education, then you should find a job, Mm -hmm. then find a husband, Mm -hmm. then get a kid and stuff. So definitely like a... You know, one scenario fits all. Yeah. Not. Yeah. 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 Actually, Marta, you mentioned about the, the husband and the kid because that's also um, your part of the part of your life may be way more important than the textile industry and the, uh, the, the buyer career. Uh, did you meet your husband when you were working still in a corporation? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so. Um, was he working in the same company or did you know him somewhere? No. No. Okay. Um, I don't know what he was doing at the time, but he was kind of working his way. He was just way. around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, working his way into the games industry. Um, okay. So another stressful one, but he that was kind of a big, big passion, passion for of him. His. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's, he's very driven by that. Okay. And uh, then I guess uh, maybe I'm going a little bit ahead of a story, but I guess that's how you ended up in Denmark because your husband actually found a job here. Mm-hmm. Many people are always wondering how, how are expats ending up here? And usually it's because of the job mm-hmm. and one of the persons in a family gets the job and the other one follows. So this is how you ended up here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess when you are talking about uh, your uh, career in uh, in a company... 
and climbing the ladder. You said that at one point you you basically burned out. Mm-hmm. You you drove yourself to the ground. Uh, what what was the breaking point? Um, we were trying. So we we'd uh, recently got married, um, and we were trying to have a family. And I had two miscarriages, um, okay. and one is bad enough. But uh, two is is enough to actually, for me anyway, just make you make the decision that something isn't working and, and you need to change something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also knew that working a 60-hour week wasn't going to be very productive for uh, having a family and taking care of children. Um, so I just knew that things had to change. And I, I went and spent, I'd done my foundation in um, yoga, Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a regular practice by that point and was starting to really feel the benefits of that. Um, and I went and spent uh, three days in a in a cootie hut in um, the south of uh, the UK. So mm-hmm. it's a little hut and on a solitary silent retreat, which kind of gave me the space to realise that I just needed to quit my job and I needed to go and retrain um, and, uh, yeah, start again. So that was kind of where so, it started. So it's again the, the space, no weed this time. No weed, this, no, no, This no, time no. it was a hut. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's actually good to have that. I can see a pattern now that you have this moments of space and mm. realization. So basically, uh, g- tell me how did you got into yoga in the first place? Because you said that you made uh, you made an education while you were still working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How, how did you uh, come across this? Um, in my late teens, I found a, a yoga book in the library, very I was going to say very old and it was from the 70s um, and now I, it's a very old <laughs> <laughs> sorry to, to anyone that's yeah anyway. probably still usable but, <laughs> but old <laughs> no, no. Um, and so I was I was getting into yoga um, I mean I'm almost 43 so I'm also feeling quite old so 20 20 odd years of mm-hmm. of practicing um yoga and then when we we'd moved down to the south we'd moved out of London and we kept moving further and further um out and mm-hmm. into kind of rural um UK Uh, and it was there that I, I started to have a regular practice, found a couple of really good teachers. Uh, and I don't know, I just kind of had this moment where I was like, I want to teach yoga. This is mm-hmm. awesome. I want to be able to give this back to other people. I want to be able to um, show them that there are there are other ways to deal with things. Um mm-hmm. And you don't have to live life with stress and anxiety and, you know, all the other issues that people have these days, depression and, I don't know, infertility issues, um, eating disorders. I mean, there's just so many problems that people have. So I don't know. I found some, um, the British School of, uh, I think it was the British Wheel of Yoga. Um, I found a, a great teacher uh, who just, um, who does the foundational mm-hmm. Uh, level um, and I was going to carry on and do my teacher training in the UK and, and then my husband got the job at, at Lego so I decided to then carry on my education over here Okay, in Denmark. So it all started with one book that you found oh, in book. a library yeah. when you were yeah. in your late teens. It's mm. actually sometimes I'm thinking that small little details when yeah. you when you think back. What would be if you would found a cooking book mm. from 70s or uh, mm. something mm. else? And it was a yoga book. So that's actually quite a nice, uh, nice maybe sign from some higher energy mm. that that was supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think. Uh, I also heard quite uh, quite a lot the stories where people have the job, but they are still sticking to it. And then they start to build on this kind of, uh, I don't like the way it's described, the side hustle. Mm. But let's say that the side hobby or the side practice and they start to build up skills. And then at one point they might be ready to let go of the, the stable employment and actually invest fully in their business. I think, Marta, you actually had a similar to this. Yeah, very much so. Uh, not on the child uh, journey, though. I've actually got my, I guess, breaking point or burnout 
on the way because of trying to keep a job while having three kids. Mm -hmm. That was just simply too much Mm -hmm. uh, for me. And it didn't feel like a good life. It Mm -hmm. felt like all my life was planned from 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. It was like every five minutes of my life uh, were planned. So in that sense, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was feeling like there is something out of balance when it comes to this corporate career and having children. Um, And then I started to build on my skills at the same time as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was still working. I think I would have done that, um, but because I had to... Well, I don't know, actually. Did I quit my job? I think I did. But maybe I would have done that also if I hadn't have had the fertility issues. Yeah. I probably mm-hmm. would have just carried on um, trying to That That was hustle. also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. But uh, Becky, quitting job, it's usually quite a scary decision to make, mm-hmm. for most of people at least. Yeah, huge. Uh, it's, it's something uh, we had a lot of conversations and also Marta was talking about this on our other podcast, which, by the way, if you would like to check, it's You've Got Five Options and you can find it on any podcasting platform. Sorry for the pun. Nice. Uh, Yes. So basically, we were talking about this and um, it it is like going through a divorce for many people. Uh, For some people, it might be easier when they are up to the point when they understand that the job is actually uh, putting in danger their health, like it was in your case. But it's still scary. So uh, do you remember what were you the most afraid of or did it actually came easy to you? No, I had a huge identity crisis. I'd kind of basically um, my, my job was how I de- uh, defined myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for the first two years when we were here, I was very, very low, um, still just trying to figure out who I was and what I was doing and obviously moved to another country as well so um yeah it was it was very challenging and i just wanted to go home and okay but that's actually is also quite a uh, quite a common feeling among many expats. Uh, I think Denmark in general is a very peculiar country if we are talking about adapting to this place. Uh, ironically, the happiest country in the world with the least happy expats in the world. So there is a kind of like a irony here. Um, but uh, I think uh, what you said about, you know, losing your identity or having an identity crisis because you have uh, resigned from your job, that's something that I can definitely understand. I think it's hard to find yourself in a completely new reality when you define yourself as uh, Becky, the, you know, the purchaser who is climbing the ladder and making money and suddenly Becky who is in Denmark with no job and uh, probably at the beginning it was also hard to get some friends, right? Um, I'd like to say that it, it was, but um, Lego are really quite supportive with um, mm-hmm. s- spouse spouses, and they put on all these different programs. And I actually met um, quite a few different people uh, through that who I who I'm still friends with now. Okay, that's fantastic. Uh, so that was that was great for me. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I felt like I had the support. Um, I think that uh, if you are considering moving to Denmark and you have a spouse that is uh, not having a job yet, then consider Lego because <laughs> as we can hear, they have a good support system. I'm not sure if other companies have it. I haven't heard about it in uh, my former employer. I don't recall they had anything like this, but I actually heard about the Lego spouse uh, network. Mm-hmm. So that could be that was your first network here. Yeah. Okay, that's actually sounds great. But uh, Becky, we are now in a moment of your story when you are here in Denmark. I'm not sure if your son is uh, on a picture or not yet. No. Uh, but I think it's a good time to take a breather because then we will hit it with uh, with another interesting journey. How you actually became a yoga instructor here and what are your plans and how you are developing your business. And as guys, we mentioned, this is a podcast that is supporting local communities and small businesses. It also supports local artists. So today we have a song for you from Joanna Sings. Uh, It's her new uh, released single that you will be able to listen to 
just right now. But before that, Joanna actually prepared a very nice uh, um, greeting message for all the listeners. So, yeah, let's hear what Joanna has to say and then let's hear her song. Hi, everyone. This is Joanna Sings. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, in a few moments, you will hear my new single called Thank You. It's a song that I've worked on for more than six months. I try to work with producers, sound engineers, uh, just to get to the conclusion that it's only me that can get the sound out there the way I want it to come out there. Uh, this song is about a community. It's about belonging, about helping, about being able to ask for help, because when you do, you help other people be useful. And we all need each other. We all need to be useful and we all need help. Uh, I got this, this inspiration from all my friends uh, around the world. They are far away, but still here when I needed them. We are so alike in so many places, even though we're not in the same location. And I feel that we can connect through this song and we can realize that it's okay to ask for help and it's actually needed. We all need each other. Uh, so I want to say thank you for listening. Uh, that's how you help me. Thank you for helping me by listening to this song. Thank you for
Thank you so much, Johanna, for sending your song. Yes. Uh, we know Johanna personally as well. She did join us as a guest in our podcast called You've Got Five Options. Which you can find on every streaming platform. <laughs> yeah, where we were talking actually about fear. Yes. Uh, with her. And I am so happy for you, Joanna, that you have come up with this single. And what a beautiful message. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your talent with us. Thank you. Thank you. And we hope that this song will uh, spread to every corner of the world and people will listen to it and feel better. So thank you very much. Becky, how did you like the song? And please lie. I thought it was great. I really. We were we were talking, so yeah. I could just hear it in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the song is is lovely. You will be I love able the message. to. Yeah, and you will be able to to uh, have another listen when when we will release the podcast episode. I look forward to that. Yeah, so um, that will be great. But uh, Becky. Coming back to your story, we are now in Denmark. You moved with your husband. Uh, you are not working and probably not really looking for a job at that time. Uh, or are you looking for a job? What I is d- happening I've done my you? teacher training by that point. Um, ah, you so I, I was um, trying to find work in mm-hmm. gyms. Um, okay, how did that go? And not very well. Um, okay. Because <laughs> being, being an English-speaking, sp- uh, non, non-Danish speaking, um, mm-hmm. they weren't really looking for... Uh, yeah, I think that it's it's quite interesting because I think it's changing now a little bit, now, now. But five years ago, that's true, uh, Uh, you had to speak Danish to teach uh, all kind of uh, even uh, fitness or, or yoga courses. And on the other hand, there was uh, a huge need from international community, especially women, to go into uh, yoga classes that are taught in English. Mm-hmm. And this is actually, guys, how I... Um, kind of not not met. I found out about you, Becky, because I remember it was more than three years ago. I was still working in a corporation when I saw uh, on Facebook, I think someone sharing uh, yoga with Becky. And that was the first English speaking uh, yoga classes in Vile that I know of. Maybe there were others, but I knew about you from there. And I was okay. like, whoa, this is great. And I always had this, you know, like a dream of mine that I would sign up. But there was always something standing on my way, like a, either a child or or this or that. But I remember I always had you on my mind. And then you also have uh, had yoga for moms and babies. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I have a baby and I thought I will go, I will sign up. And then the first months last year, I was like, oh, I don't feel like. And then when I finally gather my uh, enthusiasm, uh, they made the lockdown. <laughs> so I have never been on your classes, but I remember you from back three years ago when you were trying on your own. Mm-hmm. To, to establish uh, some kind of yoga practice in English. So please tell us about how, how the business started and how your uh, child actually goes into this because he appeared finally in the mm. story, right? Yes, yeah, he does. Um, so I I started teaching friends. Um, I, I can't remember if I charged anybody. I think I was doing it for free just to get mm-hmm. the experience yeah. because I think that's the, um, that's the, 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 the difficult part is you're you're doing something new um you're out of your um comfort zone and you don't actually feel like you have any any value Mm -hmm. um and so i i just started to teach friends so that it would be a kind of safe environment um and they would be very very kind and gentle to me (laughs) like Uh, your little guinea pigs yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and so i would teach in my apartment um and in the uh in the park in vila Um, and just find spaces uh, and just post um, on Facebook that I'm, I'm going to do a class on Sunday morning in the park, come and join, maybe it's 30 crowns. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how it started uh, and that helped me build the confidence um, in my ability uh, and uh, I approached FOF 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they are just so incredibly supportive. Uh, and they were the ones that gave me the opportunity to start the, the regular classes that I have with the mommy and baby. And I, I teach a, a Thursday evening as well. So it was it was those guys that actually gave me the opportunity to to teach in a proper yoga in a in a proper space. Okay. Um, and for uh, non-Danish uh, listeners, FOF is uh, an evening school, right? Um, it's kind of yes, but they also do daytime as well. Mm-hmm. So it's um, very confusing because it's called afternoon school. I, I don't think know what. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what it actually stands for, but yeah, uh, they do lots of classes. Mm-hmm. Um, And they are things. relatively, uh, relatively not expensive, I think, right? Those yeah, classes. Yeah. You d- you generally do courses, though. That's the mm-hmm. only thing you have to sign up for a course. It's not just a, uh, a turn up, mm-hmm. uh, pay for one one lesson. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I don't know. Danes seem to be quite into that, but I think that was something that internationals mm-hmm. found difficult to commit to. Okay. Um, a long period of time. Okay. Uh, and I got pregnant literally just before my first class. Um, okay. So I was about, What I think timing? I was 12 weeks pregnant okay. when my first class started. So I was, yeah, I, I couldn't go on my belly and I, I couldn't do a full, a full class with people. So it, it just felt really uncomfortable and, um, and weird uh, that I wasn't able to teach Yeah, it's such a in, in, interesting timing, I would say. Finally, <laughs> yeah, when you yeah. when you it get a chance, yeah. yeah, all at the same time. And, As uh, it does. But and then the other dream actually comes true in the same time. So it was like two dreams coming true, but mm. maybe it was difficult to uh, to maintain them both in the same time. Yeah. Um, I I literally did the one course uh, and then had to stop because I was heavily pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I didn't put any more on, and I was going to give myself um, some time to go back to mm-hmm. teaching. Um, but I I wanted to do mommy and baby yoga. So whilst I was pregnant, I I did my teacher training for that. Okay. Uh, and and then thankfully um, I had a, a course starting when I was. Um, four or five months postpartum mm-hmm. which was great because I was um, I was depressed I, I was suffering with um, postnatal depression I didn't okay. really know um, it wasn't very well, I want to say it wasn't very severe but um, I, I can't I don't know what on, on the scale was um, but that actually helped me I didn't want to do the course I didn't want to promote it um, but it kind of just happened organically people signed up for it and it was going ahead and it actually helped get me out of my postnatal depression so if okay. there is anyone out there that kind of is suffering then it kind of helps to get you out of your own head mm-hmm. um, okay so basically you started the first baby uh, yoga baby and mommy yoga when you were four or five months uh, postpartum mm-hmm. and you actually were in a the de- in a depression mm-hmm. okay that's interesting because th- I guess that was a push exactly mm-hmm. it happened organically you didn't mm-hmm. promote it mm-hmm. sometimes I have a feeling that you know the things that are right for us come to us yeah. in, a, in a way in yeah. a mysterious way yeah. even if you don't want them <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> even if you think you don't you want, you don't want, want them, them yeah. and actually that's what you need mm-hmm. so that helps you to to get out yeah. of the postpartum yeah. depression and I guess it also helps a lot of other moms absolutely um, so tell us um, how did you got any uh, I would say um, afterthought when you did this course because I'm, I'm trying to uh, think about the whole mission that you are having with what you are doing because we have this you know baby and mommy yoga and yoga for people you mentioned already your space and hat not the with the space and hat experience mm. when you noticed how much yoga gives to you mm. um, and then you also uh, started here you got your education started to teach then you were in your own personal Uh, let's call it low, but you know, personal low, like meaning you were in a in a depression, and then yoga saved you again. Mm. Uh, did you started to have some kind of idea about a mission or a purpose in all of this for others? I, I don't think I did at that 
point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just kind of trying to survive and um, give back. If it could, if yoga could help me, then mm-hmm. surely it can help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of it. Was a mini mission to just try and support mums, women, because that's my main target um, area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the time, it was a very small mission just to teach yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, over the past few years, it's it's really evolved into many kind of other things. Um, I put on or have put on um, mini mom retreats, mm-hmm. um, workshops and... Um, I want to do more workshops. Uh, I'm part of a mom's, well, an, an admin for a, a mom's um, group on mm-hmm. Facebook, yeah. uh, which I help support. So it, it's just about trying to give, it's trying to give more than I take. I think that is kind mm-hmm. of my main my main objective. So, so that sense of a purpose and a mission was growing uh, in you gradually. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think that uh, also there is a group of people that might think, okay, people with a, with a business, they for sure, they already know mm. this is my mission. Because what's interesting about your story is that in many ways, I have a feeling that although you were making a decisions, there was like an invisible force that mm-hmm. was pulling you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, this book in a library in your early uh, 20s or mm-hmm. late teens, I don't know exactly. Then uh, you going back to yoga when you were coping with your infertility and your stress and then here trying to find it again and then yoga took you back from the depression mm. it almost is like the, there is this kind of threat mm. uh, invisible threat that not necessarily you put in motion by forcing it yeah. or, or yeah. being super active yeah. yeah this is what I have to do but it somehow uh, yeah it, it guides you mm. do you it's have that flow. feeling yeah totally it definitely it kind of feels like it, it comes from within and mm-hmm. there's this flow of of energy um it's not forced um and and sometimes the the kind of idea of something will just come out of nowhere it just Mm -hmm. this idea will come into my head and it's i don't even know where it's it's come from to do this or to go there or to speak to this person um so yeah it's definitely uh, Mm -hmm. and and internal um, thing and I think again that comes from finding space because I I um, part of yoga it's not just the physical practice uh, which we call asana it's all about meditation as well I mean that's another limb to yoga there are eight limbs Um, and meditation was the thing that having a regular practice to be able to listen to the uh, your inner guide, um, I, I think is something that uh, yeah I really have honed over the the past mm-hmm. few years. Okay, because I wanted to ask you a question and then you started to pretty much answering it, which I don't know if this is again Seems your like it, inner yeah. <laughs> inner thingy feeling Always, what I'm yeah. about to do or say, because I wanted to ask you what would you advise to um, people, women, men who are... Uh, longing for creating something, you know, uh, having some sort of idea, more vague or, or, or not, and they don't have that certainty. And you uh, were able to hear that voice from within. And my question was, what would you advise them to do to start to, you know, hear that voice or, or actually get some guidance from within? And you just basically answered that by saying <laughs> that space is very important. It so. is. It's if you haven't got if you're just you've got all of this outward um stimuli going on all of the time i mean being on social media being at work children family friends there's just so much external noise Mm -hmm. and we have to be able to shut that off um or tune out it's going to go on it's going on in the background you can't you can't turn it off but it's to be able to go within um, and find that stillness uh, and that is where the answers will come I mean totally I just 
I haven't forced anything at all. Mm -hmm. I've just listened (laughs) and things just come to you. So it's, yeah, definitely find a practice, Um, find stillness, go into the woods, I don't know, go and find a hut, find it in your living room, your bedroom. Um, Yeah. And that works. Find the quiet, shut the phone off, Mm -hmm. turn off the TV. Yeah, that's that's a very good advice. Uh, before we will get into nuts and bolts of all your new, um, I would say, all the new things that you are planning, because, of course, we are very curious about how this will unfold. Uh, Marta, just a question for you. How uh, how do you like the, the inner voice that was guiding Becky? You also are trying many times to lean Uh, over your inner voice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, and that's also what I do a lot with my clients, helping them find that space, that connection with themselves and being able to reach for that inner guidance. So that's definitely something that resonates with me a lot. And I am really curious about, because I can hear a lot of that is happening naturally as Mm. you practice yoga. Mm. And uh, I've been practicing yoga myself for several years now. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what more your business is, because I can hear that there is more to it, that yoga is one way that you're doing it, but there are other ways. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we, we we stopped in a story at baby mom mom and mom baby. Can you please tell me how exactly the, the it's called the course? More more a baby. More a baby. More yes. and baby. Mommy and baby. Mommy and baby <laughs> yoga. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And we we stopped at this one, but then you started to mention other things. Uh, so, tell us, Becky, how did it unfold from there? Um, how did it unfold from there? Uh, I don't know. I just, I only have, at the moment, I only have the two classes mm-hmm. and that's perfect because I have a little boy who's um, three, um, coming up to three. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to be able to spend time with him um, at home and not be forced to go and find a job and... Uh, mm-hmm. So I just kind of was happy with the two classes that I was doing and it was, um, yeah, just perfect. Mm-hmm. And then just other things, being part of the the mommy um, Facebook group. Exactly. Well, tell, tell us a little bit more because I have, I think I am, a, I am a member. What, what is this group all about? Um, so it was set up by a Danish doula um, mm-hmm. called Helen. Yes. Uh, and I... I don't even know how I was put in touch with this group um, who I the knew. Inner the inner voice. The inner voice again, <laughs> just kind of. Uh, so I just turned up at a, a meeting. I think that she just put the group together maybe um, the beginning of that year. So mm-hmm. it was very it was very new. Uh, and so I started just meeting up with these moms and and just trying to find out and listen to what what moms wanted what it was that they were looking for what mm-hmm. were the troubles what were the difficulties um and i guess trying to offer that in my yoga classes mm-hmm. um and then I'll, other things so a friend of mine who's a life coach um kinga uh, we put on a mini moms retreat um, last year, I think it was. We uh, hired a, a summer house in November, and it was a small group of three three moms and me and Kinga. Mm-hmm. Um, we hung out for the weekend and did vision boards, and I had my oils there, and uh, we did yoga on the beach, and uh, yeah, just tried to f- help moms that were finding things difficult now that they've got children because it changes your life doesn't it and you just don't you don't even you're not prepared for it it's a it's a big big transition um so trying to support um mums through that transition um with all these different tools um so i think that's what i've been trying to do just offer lots of different um methods tools uh to support women 
Mm-hmm. I actually remember when you came up with that uh, retreat. I saw it on Facebook, as always. <laughs> and I remember there was quite an interest mm. uh, among moms. And mm. I think for some, maybe it was difficult to find the time and yeah. date because, of course, you have to agree. And I read the schedule because it was two days retreat, right? Mm. And there was exactly there was yoga and meditation. And I think there was something about wine drinking, which there was definitely wine drinking. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, which definitely <laughs> rang my bell. Uh, because I also think that sometimes when uh, at least that's my personal feeling, sometimes when I read about this, like mom retreats or something, and then you have like yoga, meditation, gratefulness, then we do running, then we have healthy lunch, only vegan, no gluten. Then I'm like, am I going on a kind of like a military camp? I want to relax. I don't need to go through this like this, you know, throughout. Mm. Uh, I, I I have to do things like this at home. Mm. And I think I was like, oh, my God, there is a wine drinking in the evening. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's actually great to have that kind of a balance because I assume it wasn't like, you know, we are drinking till 4 a.m. in the morning. It's just a glass of wine to relax. Mm. Mm, but I think it was uh, that was appealing for me, uh, appealing for me that you have the yoga, the meditation, and also a space to talk mm. and share. Mm. And also, the, I think it was also mentioned that the the plan is not very strict. No. It's not like we you... wanted a, a kind of guide, mm-hmm. and we just wanted to make it as fluid as as possible. This is yeah. the outline, um, and if you. If you feel like you want to join in with them, then mm-hmm. do. If you want to go and take a bath and or go for a walk, go and do that. It's uh, yeah, it was very organic. Yeah. Okay, so we I can see that we are about to finalize our show, and before wow. we do that, yes, no. I would really like to ask you, Becky, uh, how, what do you need in to feel supported? So in order to be able to grow as a business person in your own business what do you need now um yeah that's a good question uh, wasn't on your uh, on your list anna yes. so uh, yes. <laughs> what do i need well, i don't know local people to support me come mm-hmm. to classes go to um the workshops come on the retreat but not just for me, but for yourselves as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, support. Go out and join, um, join the things that people are putting on. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we will support you definitely by uh, putting all the information about you and how to find awesome. you. Uh, Is that what you actually meant? <laughs> well, as no, well. Actually, but, <laughs> actually, just I just read this amazing tip. How can you support a local business by just simply actually talking yeah. to a person yeah. behind the business and asking, just simply asking, what do you need right now? Mm-hmm. And there can be different things mm-hmm. and sharing about you and so on. It's, you know, it's one of the ways, but there could be something specific that mm. you yeah. that you need as a support now. Mm. No, just come, come just to... Just come, uh, yeah. just Turn come and up. find... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, when we will release this episode... Uh, guys, you will you are able if you are listening listening to this episode uh, in the podcast app. Then in the show notes, you have information about Becky. Of course, Becky, you are um, doing your uh, retreats and yoga locally in Vila, Denmark. However, if you are interested in exchange of information, maybe you are somewhere else and you are interested in organizing something like this, and you would like a word from Becky or advice, Becky, are you open to that? Absolutely, yeah. Then, fantastic. So, guys, if you are in Vailon or nearby, definitely check it out. And if you are from wherever else, just, uh, yeah, just talk to Becky and uh, maybe, yeah, maybe she made a good template for moms, especially baby baby mom yoga. That sounds really exciting. And you can bring a baby as young as eight weeks, right? Eight weeks, yeah. Exactly. So we will finish for now. Becky, thank you very much. You are a lovely, lovely first guest. Yeah, appreciated. And thank you for sharing all uh, all your uh, life journeys. And I loved the invisible thread that you were Mm. following. Mm. It's a fantastic story. So guys, we will hear each other next week. And yeah, have a great one then. Bye.